0: College football week 9 recap coming up here on Prospectology after a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back all you Prospectology fans, it's your host Looch and yes we are back with episode 49 of Prospectology. Getting you ready for the 2021 NFL Draft, one prospect at a time. But today, taking a look at the week 9 of the college football season that was played this past Saturday. Got a few games to talk about. Not gonna cover them all because there's too many good ones. But first one, number one Clemson versus BC, and the big headline of that game is Trevor Lawrence, who tested positive for COVID nineteen out of the game and will not play against Notre Dame in this next uh week coming up Saturday. So but BC was all over Clemson early. Uh they were very hyped. Got a fumble, uh, actually returned it to the house for a touchdown. Uh BC was clicking on all cylinders. Um and that's all due to uh transfer from Notre Dame quarterback uh Jerkovic. Uh he was twelve for twenty twelve of twenty-four for two hundred and four yards and two touchdowns throwing the ball. Uh looked like BC was gonna be all over, Clemson early, and then Clemson started to chip away at the lead, but you you thought that uh, they were kind of undermanned. But in the second half, that Clemson defense all over BC uh, couldn't get anything going uh, for for the Eagles. They were held scoreless in the second half. Uh, Clemson ends up winning the game thirty four twenty eight. But some of the big performers in that game besides uh, Jerkovic for. Boston College was DJ Waga Lele um, who started in place of Trevor Lawrence. He was 30 of 41 for 342 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He was phenomenal getting the ball distributing it to uh, Rogers, the receiver, uh, Travis Etienne who had a phenomenal day running the ball and in the passing game he had Uh, 84 yards rushing on the ground in a touchdown. And he also had 7 receptions for 140 yards receiving with a touchdown. So he was all over uh, that BC defense. And uh, DJ actually looked pretty comfortable in the pocket making his first start uh, for the Clemson Tigers and in college in general. Uh, But he didn't look too big for the spotlight. Uh, He kept his composure uh, made the throws and let his star players make plays for him, and BC uh, gets beat. And Clemson holds on and remains undefeated. And waiting, awaiting a big matchup with number four Notre Dame uh, next week. So Clemson wins the game, 34-28, coming on strong, using a strong defensive game plan in the second half to just uh, limit BC's scoring another game i want to talk about which wasn't close at all but alabama uh they were all over mississippi state early and often and the whole game uh, alabama won this one 41 to nothing um mac jones continues to impress uh really have to give him some props uh for being in the heisman race uh he was 24 31 Two hundred and twenty uh two hundred and ninety one yards passing and four touchdowns. Uh Najee Harris, you'll hear me say it multiple times this year, but he had twenty one carries for a hundred and nineteen yards, no scores, but and uh Devontae Smith, uh what can you say about him? Just makes contested catch after contested catch. Uh, tons of circus catches. He was all over that Mississippi State secondary. Uh, he had 11 receptions, 203 yards receiving, and four touchdowns. He was an absolute monster in that game. Uh, that Alabama offensive line continues to gel and give Mac Jones plenty of time and letting him air it out and do what he does best, which is attack down down the field deep. Um, Also the defensive side of the ball for Alabama, tons of pressure, only had two sacks on the game uh, for Alabama, but that linebacker and secondary combo, uh, Patrick Sertan, who will be a surefire first round pick this year in the upcoming draft, he had an interception and then also uh, linebacker, all-star, all-American, Dylan Moses also had an interception, so those two players, combined with Mac Jones, in uh, his Heisman hype, which he so much deserves, uh, get a huge win, and continue to roll. Next game I want to talk about uh, was every one had circled this game on the calendar when the college football season began. It was Ohio State versus Penn State. Um, Penn State losing a heartbreaker in their first game last week off of uh, a, fi- uh, a made two-point conversion. If you ask me, Penn State should have won that game. Uh, the guy for Indiana, he was just short of hitting that pylon, so it shouldn't have counted, but it is what it is. Ohio State comes into this game 1-0. A big win against Nebraska. Uh, They had to kind of gel a little bit. But Ohio State had everything clicking in this game. Justin Fields, phenomenal. Uh, Tons of development already from some of the tape I've seen of him last year to this year. Very poised. Um, He just takes his time in the pocket, goes through his progressions pretty quickly, and, and finds the open man, and then runs with the ball when he has to make plays with his legs, but Justin Fields was phenomenal in this game. He's 28 of 34, 318 yards passing in four touchdowns, and also he had a very good balanced attack for that Buckeyes offense. Master Teague, the third, had 110 yards receiving or not receiving, but rushing on the ground in a touchdown. And then what can you say Chris Olave the wide receiver, seven receptions, 120 yards receiving and two touchdowns. A couple of phenomenal placed balls by by Justin Field over the top of the defense and Chris Olave with um one catch in particular in the end zone that was just phenomenal, a very very good focus. Uh, tracking the ball in the air and coming down with the catch, uh, Christopher Alave. But And on the Penn State side, what can you say about them? Sean Clifford looked a little uncomfortable, especially with that Ohio State pressure. Um, and his two running backs, Journey Brown and then Kane, out for the season. Not a lot to work with. Uh Penn State, especially coming off of a pretty disappointing loss last week. But the one saving grace for Penn State was Jahan Dotson, who will be a very highly touted receiver coming out in this year's draft. He had eight receptions for 144 yards and three touchdowns. He was a monster through the air, uh, making some big plays. Also for Ohio State, that offensive line... Really starting to come along, playing pretty well. Just road graders, just pushing that Penn State defensive line out of the way and making some running lanes for Master Teague. But Jahan Dotson was the lone bright spot for Penn State, even though Sean Clifford didn't play too bad, but just didn't do enough for his team to be in it. Uh, Next game is Texas versus Oklahoma State. This game looked like it was going to be Oklahoma State's uh, in a close one, but Texas keeps on fighting back. Uh, Texas unranked now, but they win the game in overtime, 41 to Oklahoma State, 34. Uh, Tylen Wallace for Oklahoma State, though, incredible. 11 receptions, and. 87 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Uh, Spencer Sanders was also pretty good besides his three fumbles. Uh, he was 27-39, 400 yards and four touchdowns and an interception. So Spencer Sanders and Tylen Wallace went off for that Oklahoma State offense. However, you ain't going to win too many games when you turn the ball over five times. Uh, the three uh, or four actual fumbles and then one interception you ain't gonna win too many games playing that way uh, also Oklahoma state had a lot of bonehead plays especially at the end of the game they defense made a huge stop and you rough the kicker uh, on the punt and give them a, give Texas a first down and then Texas ends up. Scoring, and you have to come all the way down to kick the game-tying field goal to send it into overtime. But a lot of bonehead plays for an Oklahoma State team that is usually more disciplined than that. Uh, but Sam Ellinger, what can you say about him? He's very poised. the uh, The spotlight isn't too big for him. He always stays even keel. He was eighteen of thirty four. Not the best tape passing. Had 169 yards through the year, and he threw three touchdowns, but none bigger than the one in overtime. Just wills his team to, to victory. Um, and then, what can you say? Texas's defense got a lot of pressure on Spencer Sanders, and actually did a pretty good job of keeping uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, limited in his in his runs, so... And then the big playmaker on the Texas Longhorns defense was Joseph Asai. He had 12 tackles for the game, 3 sacks, 6 tackles for a loss, and he recovered 2 fumbles. So he was uh, a monster, especially that big strip sack in overtime to give the Longhorns the victory or keep the victory. Uh, So Texas starting to play a little bit better um, they usually beat the teams that they're not supposed to beat and then they lose to the teams that they're they're supposed to beat so Texas a little inconsistent but Sam Ellinger has been phenomenal this year uh, he looks every bit of the, the leader of that team and that's how that game unfolded the last game I want to talk about before we head out is Michigan State versus Michigan, number 13 Michigan at the time. But Michigan State wins this game 27-24. to 24. Michigan can't really get anything going on the, on the ground, the offensive line, just giving up too much pressure, not allowing Joe Milton, their new quarterback, to get comfortable in the pocket. But give props to Michigan State and their offense, especially quarterback Rocky Lombardi. It was kind of a coming-out party for him. Uh, Michigan State coming into the game 0-1, uh, but Lombardi was 17-32, of 32, 323 yards passing and three touchdowns, and his receiver, Ricky White, uh, was phenomenal, uh, and he was a go-to security blanket for Lombardi. He had eight receptions, 196 yards receiving and a touchdown, so big props to Michigan State. Uh, just keeping Milton uncomfortable and keeping that Michigan offense kind of uh, guessing a little bit. And props to Michigan State's offensive line for kind of keeping those big pass rushers and defensive linemen from Michigan at bay a little bit. Even though quitty Pay has been the defensive end for Michigan has been highly impressive this year, getting a lot of QB pressures and and things like that, but. Michigan State loses a heartbreaker to a rival in Michigan State. Another game that was pretty intense was North Carolina. They lose uh, number 15 North Carolina. They lose again and they lose to a Virginia team that's not really that good but very resilient. Uh, They had played Miami uh, pretty well last week and gave the Hurricanes all they could, and then coming into this game, just playing free, and uh, just whatever happens, happens uh, for Virginia, but they showed a lot of resiliency and uh, took it to North Carolina, and North Carolina loses the game 44-41 at the hands of the Virginia Cavaliers, so that was pretty impressive too. All right. What games are you looking forward to this weekend? Hit me up at my Twitter, at Looch Bryant. Yet again, thank you all for the love and support, and I'll see you back here on Friday for episode 50 of Prospectology, where I'm going to start to build my my big board of hundred top 100 prospects, so stay tuned for that. Any football questions or any, just want to say what's up, hit the Twitter up, at Looch Bryant. Yet again, thank you, and stay tuned for Friday of Prospectology. Peace.